Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Uh, today's topic is sort of an addendum to our previous listener question about working in retirement. So, Michael, your, your title that you've come up with here is Why a Retiree Could Benefit from Working, which I think is it's it's a bit like, you know, the Zen thing of what's the sound of one hand clapping. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, that's it's, right. It's, it's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? A retiree yeah. and working. Yeah. Um, so, so, work used to be... Yes. Like a light switch. It was binary. It was on, it, it, on, it was on yep. and then it was off. So yep. you're fully working. Yep. And then you um, got the got the golden watch yep. at 65 and you stopped working and you went into full-time retirement. So thank God it's changed. Yes. It's changed. Yep. Uh, it's changed a lot and it's more of a dimmer switch now. So yes. so people can um, you know, dim off if you, if you think of the light being on. It's yep. probably not a great analogy because – your retirement years shouldn't be the light off. No. Uh, but but <laughs> no. hey, let's let's flip that around. If you think about your working years as the light being off, yeah, 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 and you think <laughs> you, about you, your you um, your non-working years yeah. as the light being on, yeah. that's a better way to think of it. Yeah. Um, but 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 what what I guess we spoke about nuts and bolts wise in that in that most recent podcast, the listener question from Sue was actually how you could you could pay the least amount of tax by working part-time and if that part-time work actually manifested itself into full-time work because um, the job that you're working on lasted longer or the project that you were doing uh, or the consulting that you're doing, uh, you got talked into doing another one, which is usually how it happens. Yes. Our our clients get talked into doing things. They, they, and that's how um, they, they always say it. it's never like yeah. it's never I went out looking for a job it's always ah oh, this mate's talked me into giving a hand with this thing or this my my uh, yeah my old employer has rung me and asked me if I can yeah. help him out by doing it yeah and so one, one of my uh, uh, really really good clients and I enjoy working with them Adam and Christine so Adam just had had this happen I said as soon as you resign yeah. there's going to be a vacuum there and it's it's like it's that the word is going to be on the street immediately, <laughs> yeah. and he, he resigned, yeah. and he got bombarded with job offers, yeah. like, like within a week. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we laugh about that all the time. So, so yeah. Uh, what I wanted to talk about in today's podcast, Dallas, is is so we we spoke about the nuts and bolts of it in yeah. Sue's listener question yeah. of actually how that would work and how you'd pay the least amount of tax. And um, you want to have the philosophical and, conversation. And, and so we're having the philosophical Mate, conversation. You know so, me, so I'm, why I'm all about someone, these are my topics. The, the philosophical. Well, I, well, they are. And and, and yeah. um, you were talking the other day I when was. we were having coffee. So yes. tell tell that story. So we got talking as as we do, having a coffee around here uh, in the office, and I got talking about so so um, Nicola and I. I'm 32. Nicola's 35. I think we've got a three year old. Uh, and a, we're almost three on a toddler. So we're sort of at the peak of our busyness in terms of our personal life. Mm. And then I was saying that there's, there's something a bit fundamentally broken about about our the way our career is laid out because it tends to be that 
at your peak of your business in your personal life is sort of tends to be the peak of your busyness in your career. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, when you're 21 or when you're 20, you, you generally have no real marketable skills. You've got nothing no. to bring to the table and, and you, you don't, um, so you're not busy in your career in that way that you, you're probably mm. busy, you know, like when I was 20, I was busy digging a hole somewhere, but it wasn't yeah. really that, I, w- I wasn't that valuable. I wasn't a, a sought after commodity. And then I think in your, you know, 50s and 60s, you know, you start to actually um, wind back a bit often in your career and, and sort of step sideways into a role. You, you yeah. sort of find your little niche that, you, that you're, um, you, you don't tend to have to, you probably work smarter and not harder kind of thing. Yeah. So your 30s tends to be the time when you are most time poor because you, you've now developed, um, or in my case, I've, I've spent, 10 years becoming the best financial planner in Australia. And so now you go, right, I'm, I'm 32, I, you know, I have that uh, have that ability and it's the time when you're most sort of needing to and, and wanting to financially get yourself mm. into a position and, and work sort of your hardest while you've also got a toddler and a baby. Well, while you're a personal assistant to two toddlers. <laughs> that's exactly so, right. That, that, that's my unpaid job. Yes, I'm yeah, a personal yeah. assistant to two toddlers. Exactly. And so, and, and my paid job yeah. is being a financial advisor. Yeah. So. And, and I, we were just good talking about this the other day, having a coffee. I was saying, like, I remember times, and this is exactly I remember when I was an electrical apprentice. I, I was the worst electrical apprentice in Australia, by the way. I'm, I'm very quick to admit. When I'm the best financial planner in Australia, you can, you can trust that yeah. it's true because I was the worst electrical apprentice in Australia. Sometimes we would work, you know, an eight-hour shift from six in the morning till two o'clock in the afternoon, mm. and between two o'clock in the afternoon and you know ten o'clock at night, we'd go to sleep. I had nothing that I had to do, or nowhere mm. that I had to be, or you know, I was young, single, carefree. Um, as I said the other day, no girls wanted to borrow me, so there was no distractions <laughs> on that front. I had no real commitments of my time. I had all. I didn't have all the spare time in the world, but I had the most spare time that I've probably almost have had and, and will have in my life. And I think what happens is that in your 30s and 40s, you sort of just flat out with work and kids and all these different things in your life. And, and, and then you get into your 50s and 60s and, and particularly 60s and 70s is probably more what I'm looking at here because your, your kids are off your hands. You're, yep. They're sort of set up and, and, and you're... Your career or your, your work winds back, so either you sort of mm. take a step back or, you, like I say, you've found your little niche where you, you maybe are working smarter, mm. not harder. Your, uh, you've built up retirement savings to the point where you sort of don't need to work if you don't want to. It's sort of at that time when your, your cost-benefit analysis of doing work, so yes. to, to go and do four hours' worth of work when if you don't have many other demands on your time, mm. It's not a huge trade-off. Whereas no. for, for me right now, to go and do four hours of work, I then have to either, it either has to cut into my time in my business yep. or it has to cut into my time with, with as you say, as, as a personal assistant to, to the toddler and the baby. So I think that this was the philosophical thing of what we see and what we see a lot of is uh, the, the healthy approach to this is I've said many times that there's a lot of people who are in a position where they could retire and they just don't feel comfortable and safe doing so. And I don't think that's helpful. I think you need to really, if, if you're working because you feel like you're not safe and secure and you can't afford to do it, you need yeah. to really sit down and do the numbers. But what we see a lot of is a lot of people in those early years of retirement that get a, a huge benefit from work. And, well, and, yeah, look, spot on. And look, the way that I see it, 
is that in Australia at the moment, I've speak to business owners of all different industries mm. and I've never heard every single industry say that they have a shortage of skilled labour yep. right now. Yeah. Um, what what that means is that is that people like you and I uh, of our age with young children, yep. those type of families, they're all so time poor and there's a genuine need with not all of them but but a lot of them, there's a genuine need for, for paid help. Yes. At the same time, we have a like a whole cohort of people yep. moving from full-time work into retirement who are still young enough. Yeah. And still have the need or the want, probably more, the yeah. want to actually do some of that paid work. Yeah. So, I've joked, but I don't think it's a joke at all, yeah. that every busy street should have a little old lady at yeah. the end of the street. And that little old lady might only be 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that should be cooking home-cooked meals for yeah. the families of the street and actually should be running a little business. Yeah, yeah. Be running a little business by supplying you know, three meals a week of yeah. home-cooked Beautiful, wholesome, home cooked meals. Yeah, look, that's a that's a simple example. Yeah, um, and uh, it's something that you could start off a little business yeah. with a Facebook page yeah, or yeah. something like that, yeah. and word of mouth would catch on very quickly. Um, you've you've employed John to help out yeah. with things like gardening. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I was about to say, and John's uh, listening to the podcast, so he, he'll be listening. G'day, John, and um, so. There's there's sort of two examples on different ends of the spectrum here that I I've got and so so John uh, we moved into our house six months ago and and said we should do this in the garden we should lay the, we should do this and we should do that now of course not one of those things is going to happen while I'm in charge of it so not only do I not only do I not have an interest or a desire to do it I don't have any knowledge set it's, I have a I can run a I can run a full blown cattle property, or yeah. I can live in a unit. Yeah. I can't actually maintain a house and a yes. garden and that kind of thing. So there's there's a there's a vacuum there where I have no desire and no knowledge and no and no ability to you know develop that that garden that you know mm. and, and it's it's a small scale <laughs> example but very interesting because John loves gardening like that's mm. that's his that's his hobby that's what he's really into. If you go to their house, their garden is immaculate and. And uh, it's it's that's we got talking about this, and and it, it's exactly that vacuum where John's garden is immaculate, and so the next door neighbour one day got talking and said, you know, I, I I really need I need some help. I'm not getting to this stuff that I want to get done. Would you be able to help me? Out? And so, mm-hmm. in the space of no time at all, John's got uh, a a daycare that he does the gardening for. He's got uh, the next door neighbour. He's now got my house that he that he helps me out with. Yeah. And he's actually going to be taking care of the the garden at the front of our office. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna do the gardening for our business yeah. as well. So, <laughs> so and, and it's funny because it's a vacuum. Where I say there, it's not, and that's I think the beauty of this example is that this is a thing that John enjoys. You know, it, 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 so so he enjoys it. Yeah. So he 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 doesn't need the money. No. He enjoys it. Yeah. He's young enough in his retirement and fit enough to be able to do it. Yeah. And um, we. And you have yes. a genuine need for this. That's right. So it, it's it's a it's a it's a win. It's one of those win-win situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's- and, and look again, I harp back to never before have I seen every single industry in Australia virtually yep. crying out for. Um, for they say they say we can't get staff. We can't yep. get staff now. Does that mean 
the skills that you have apply to every single industry. No, it doesn't necessarily. No. However, um, yeah, all of those people that are running these small businesses and medium-sized enterprises, yeah, they're all time poor, and they all, yeah, they going back to the example of 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 the the little old lady that lives down the street or in the next street that that mm. brings home cooked meals for a, for a paid mm. service. Um, all of those business owners that are that are short of staff and all that, what does it mean? They're, they're actually doing that work themselves. Yeah. Like, they can't get staff. They're actually doing that work themselves. As a consequence of that, yep. they don't have time to garden. Yep. They don't have time to yep. run errands. They don't have time to do all these types of things. Yeah. There, there's there's a real – I think there's a real cottage industry yep. for, 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 for people that have ceased full-time work. There's a real cottage industry here that's 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 up for the grabbing yeah. um, in terms of 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 things that can and will spring up uh, where where like John's story yeah where all of a sudden because he's interested in something and he has the time to do it now yeah. um, he uh, he's been through word of mouth yeah. has has you know, gotten quite a few clients if yeah. you're gonna, if you if, <laughs> yeah, if, if, right. if, if you like to call it that and yeah. and, um, and it's an interesting one because you'll notice that. And that's why I think it's a good example. So, so John's a retired engineer. You'll notice that he he, he doesn't want to go back to engineering. He doesn't want no. to go and be an engineer. He, he enjoys. He he's done that phase of his life. He, he's you know got himself set up so that he can be retired. And he's now it's purely now based around what does he enjoy doing and what does he like doing, and and now he's just getting paid an amount of money to to do that. And so, look, there's a misconception out there as well that this has to be cash work. It doesn't have to be cash work. So the the the, the so classic example of the work that he's going to do for for um, our business and your legal practice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that work has to be on the books work yeah. for us to claim that as a tax deduction. Yeah. So so we'll have to get we'll have to pay John yeah. on the books. Yeah. Um, what can he earn? Yeah. Well, we know that he can earn assessable income of up to twenty three thousand dollars a year, and pay no tax, and pay no tax on that yeah. through the tax free threshold of eighteen thousand two hundred and the low yeah. and middle income tax offsets. Yeah. So, um, well, you could, you could, you have to do a lot of work to you know, to, to push up into a situation where you 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 you're effectively um, uh, paying any tax, not notwithstanding that you'd actually have deductions then. Yes. Because you'd have yeah. fuel and you'd yeah. have, you know, yeah, um, basically all those types of things that you would, if that's, if there's taxable income, it's yeah. the costs in, in, incurred in earning that taxable income you can yeah. deduct. Um, yeah, so so it doesn't actually have to be, it doesn't no, have to be cash it's, work it's here. You've got, a, you've got a long runway there before you start paying any well, tax. Especially because um, we touched on this in, in, the, in the example uh, from our listener question of, Earning forty five thousand two hundred dollars worth of income and paying a total tax of just the super contribution tax of three thousand four hundred and forty seven. So, on that forty five thousand two hundred dollars worth of income, the tax payable is seven point six percent. Like that's yep. the effective tax rate, tax rate the average yeah. tax rate across the board. So, it is interesting you say that because I think that that is the misconception of oh, well, we've got to do something yeah. cash. What people I think are referring to there are trying to hide income, which is, um, you know, I'm all for I'm all for you know trying to trying to pay as little to the ATO as possible, but it gets into legal grey areas there where you yeah. probably don't don't need to be or don't want to be pushing into and don't need to be because when you're when you're in your early sixties in particular, before if you 
if you've got too much in assets or you're not of yep. age pension age, Centrelink isn't uh, isn't an issue. Isn't your an issue, income yeah. doesn't affect yeah. Centrelink. You're not going to get Centrelink because of your assets test or because you're too young. On that first forty five, just over forty five thousand dollars worth of income, you're paying with with that strategy that we talked about last thing seven point six percent of that in tax. It's yep. it's a very small portion of that income. It's yes. it's such a small amount that you're basically rounding. It's not like when you were working full time and you were earning one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, yeah. and then you got offered a, a different role in you know more stress yeah. and more hours for one hundred and forty thousand dollars, and you go, well, it's an extra twenty thousand, but I'm going to pay thirty nine percent of that in tax, and you know, yeah, we're talking about seven point six percent. So you can you can earn quite a bit of income on the books, you yep. know, completely. It's tax deductible to the people to the businesses that assuming you're working for a business, it's tax deductible to them. It's all Clear and above board, it's all fine, and there's no, you know, there's no, there's no reason you can't do that. And the other misconception, I think, as well, is that you have to set up complicated structures, yep. like um, a company or something like that, if you're going to provide these services, or you have to be registered for GST. No. I don't have the exact amounts it's in front of me, but you don't, you don't have to be registered for GST until you get over. 80, what did you? 000. How much? About eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. Yep. Wow. So. Yep. You could, you could. So the the lady at the end of the street mm. could could be making meals on the books, or yep. John can be providing gardening services, or whatever else you can think of. There's a, there's a there's a, yep. a a plethora of actually examples there. Mm. Um, you could do that as a sole trader, yep. so you don't have to set up a company. Yep. You could. Um, there's other issues yep. potentially, like um, workplace health and safety and all that sort of stuff. Other issues that we we Won't sort of don't know. Yeah. Um, much about, but from a from a what we do know about is that you don't have to set up complicated structures. You don't have to register for GST. You, um, you, you know, all up, those you types of things ABN, you can set Australian up. Australian business number. You set yeah. that up online in in thirty in, seconds. In, in 30 I've, seconds. I've, I've done that before. So and 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 and, away you go. and you can earn like uh, well, forty five forty five thousand dollars, and with the right contribution strategy, you can pay an effective rate of tax of yeah under eight percent. Yeah. Um, uh, and for most people, you know, they wouldn't be actually probably earning that much either. No, no, Another interesting one, Dallas, is that is that for a uh, if you're getting the age pension, there's another misconception. If you're getting the part age pension, mm. that um, uh, you can't do any work or it will significantly affect mm. the age pension. That's quite generous as well. Yeah. So there's the I forget the terminology of it, but it's it's the first up to half. Of the first five hundred of fortnight, yeah, I think I believe. Yep. Um, I have to check that now, mm. but I believe it's up to. So you can earn if you earn up to five hundred dollars of fortnight. Up to half of that isn't included as uh, income. Yeah, right. Yep. So yeah, you, you, and, and the and the assets test is usually the determinant of the age pension right. as for, well. For most, so, for so most, for most people, people, if they're it's on a part pension, test. it's because yeah. of their assets, not because of their income. Yeah, yeah, it is. See, the Centrelink one is, I think, it both the Centrelink rules and the tax rules change all the time. But I guess the point here is, like many of our, our takeaways, is, is, you know, you can easily check those assumptions. So when people yeah. say, ah, oh, you know, you can't do any work of time, you pay too much in tax, well, you jump onto taxcalc.com.au, you plug in mm. a number and it spits it out. Like, that's the beauty of the internet. You can find an answer to that yeah. in, in 30 seconds. The same thing with your Centrelink. If... 
if you are getting a part age pension, it's very easy to jump on and go, okay, how much income can I earn before that affects me? And then, mm. and then you can get into the weeds of you know whether you still do it or not, or the trade off, all those things. But yeah. it's it's quite a it's quite a bit of money from both from Centrelink and, and from a tax point of view that you can earn on the books all, you know, all above board without really impacting you. And yeah, and and if your assets are significantly more than what that qualifies you for for effectively no Centrelink. Yeah. What you're looking at here is you're looking at still, um, you're looking at a, a, a two-phase income approach, yeah. looking at uh, a tax-free income from your superannuation income stream or account-based pension yeah. if you're aged over 60 and you're looking at um, some uh, some income from part-time work or employment or, or yeah. so forth or running a cottage industry. Yeah. Yeah. If your assets are... Uh, such that you do qualify for the age pension, either the part or full, um, uh, and you're of age pension age, of course, then it can be a three-phase approach, a three-pronged yeah. approach, uh, approach of some income from Centrelink, yeah. some income from your retirement savings, so yeah. your account-based pension or superannuation, and some income from part-time work. Yeah. So. There yeah. can be a happy medium there. Yeah, well, and that's, that's I think the the point is is hopefully the the yin and the yang here of the the um the the approach of if you're like we talked about in our last podcast about the nuts and bolts of that. Mm. This, yeah, it's an option that's available to you. I think I think like anything in life, be very hesitant of painting yourself into a corner or self-identifying as a thing of I am retired. That you know my money mm. comes from my super. Well. That's not. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no. No one comes around and brands a big R in the middle of your mm. forehead on the day that you retire. You you can that combination of where does my income come from, retirement savings or work or Centrelink or any other sources mm. like that. That's something that you can dial up and down over time. That's a fluid concept, and mm. so that's I guess the point here is that. And when we talked about the the financial and the non financial benefits, is that. You know, financially, there's definitely a benefit in, in earnings, especially on those lower um, amounts of income. And then it also ties into that, that life planning thing of, for some people, doing some work in, in retirement, um, I, I use the example of in the afternoons, if I, if I just come home from work and play with my kids and then I have one beer, I don't really enjoy it. It doesn't, mm. it's not that, whereas at the moment with Townsville, being at about forty-five degrees and ninety-five percent humidity, if I go go and walk up the up Castle Hill and, and exercise for an hour, I come home and I've got steam coming off me from the heat. That beer is the is the greatest beer that you've ever had in your mm. life every single day. And mm. so, for some people, that is that is a part of that that part-time work is to go. They may enjoy their retirement more. They may enjoy the yeah. other times of their retirement where they're not working. Because of the times where they are working, mm. if that makes sense. So that, yeah, look, those look, are no, absolutely. That into it. So, yeah, yeah. Look, there, look, there's what I what I see right now is that there is there is a definite need for busy people because of the skill shortage in Australia, and because all of these small business owners and you know medium sized business owners, they're actually filling in for for the stuff that they should have that they can't get in yeah. that skilled position. So they're working 80 yeah. hours a week. Yeah. They have a genuine need for um, services, yeah. whether it be someone cooking meals for the family or whether it be 
you know, um, ironing shirts, whether it be gardening, whether it be running errands, whether it be doing all these things. Yeah. Um, then there's a whole other group of, of people that have, have, you know, and it's a growing number. It's a growing number of people that are entering into some stage of retirement, either either winding back from full-time work or taking a break or, or, or dimming the switch on or off, however you like to think of it. Yeah. There's a vacuum there. Yeah. There's a vacuum there. And and that vacuum, I think, for a lot of people there there there's there is gonna be a lot of little cottage businesses that grow uh, that that spring up mm-hmm. and what you want, I think, is something you can pick up and put down where yep. you can still travel, you can do all those types of things. Yep. Um yeah, none of what John's gonna do for gardening in our business is that time critical. Yeah. So he can still travel. He can do yeah. all that. He can just yeah come yeah. back and and yeah. do the garden when he gets back, or do yeah. it before he goes, or something like that. So, so look, there's a definite need there. Um, overlaid with that is the fact that that in our last podcast, if you haven't listened to that yet, um, the listener question from Sue, you can earn quite a bit of money on the books tax free. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's there's there there should be, and there is going to be more of this pop up. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 financial advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.